welcome to the Ain't Broke Don't Fix Me podcast episode one, um, hosted by me, me being MEP. Uh, how are we all doing? I hope we're we're good in during these uncertain times. Um, so yeah, I should, this is episode one of hopefully many of the Ain't Broke Don't Fix Me podcasts. Um, a creative project that I've kind of been putting off for a long time now. Um, but now's the perfect time to do it. I should probably introduce myself and and the and and the podcast and explain what all of this is about, really. So, if you don't know who I am, um, I'm MEP and I'm a spoken word artist and musician. But way more important than that, I am an ADHD writer and public speaker. Um, because I am a, a woman, a thirty-year-old woman with ADHD. Um, the reason I do what I do and the reason I do my spoken word, the reason I, I, I perform music, the reason that I go out and speak about ADHD and the reason that I love it so much and now putting this podcast together is because for a long time now I've wanted to be part of, of a movement to kind of break down those negative viewpoints and, and stigmas surrounding neurodiversity and mental health as a whole, uh, especially ADHD, um, I, you know, suffered a lot at the hands of ADHD for many, many years and suffered a lot of uh, mental health issues off the back of not getting the support I needed so desperately when I was younger. Um, and But my extreme kind of hyper-focus for music and writing has given me this platform now to speak about the things that I'm really passionate about. Um, so, yeah, Ain't Broke, Don't Fix Me. This is the podcast. Um there will be guests on this podcast eventually, obviously, for very sensible reasons. At the moment, that's not happening. So you will just have to put up with my dulcet tones. But um, we've got some incredible people lined up to kind of chat to me about their their stories. Um, Ain't Broke, Don't Fix Me is actually a lyric from one of my spoken word pieces called um, Volume Control, uh, which I'm actually going to... We're going to play that at the end of at the end of this episode, um, and it's normally the line that everybody kind of comments on or or remembers after I've performed it. But also, it holds such a kind of monumental place in my heart. Um, that feeling of "ain't broke, don't fix me." This is who I am. Living with ADHD or any kind of neurodiversity or, or mental health conditions means that it's likely that you will have encountered at some point some kind of of um, negative reaction or viewpoint surrounding your condition, whether that be um, from other people, uh, people in the medical profession, friends and family, and probably, well, almost definitely yourself. Um, I carried a huge, huge weight around with me for over about 20 years of my life because I believed that there was something wrong with me rather than flipping it on its head and saying, yes, I am different. Um, yes, I am wired in a different way to other people, but my way of thinking isn't wrong. I, because I had no education on what ADHD was and no support, I believed that I was that everybody else was right, everyone else was normal, and I was the weird kid. I mean, there's a lot of truth in that, but um, ADHD has enabled me to kind of do some incredible things in my life. In the last few years, shaking off some of those stigmas and letting go of that weight I carried around on my shoulders for so long, um, 
it's only now that I'm starting to achieve the things that I never thought I could. Um, you know, this podcast is about saying, yes, I am a, a, a bit jagged. Yes, I am loud and misshapen and colourful and chaotic, but I am I am definitely not broken. I am definitely not wrong. I ain't broke, don't fix me. That's what it's about. So this podcast is just as much about shining a light on... Um, on all the weird and wonderful things about neurodiversity and mental health, as it is to be frank and honest about the difficult parts too, because it ain't easy. In and I salute anybody who who lives with that. It can be really isolating at times, but I am I am really hoping that this kind of honest, open conversation. Um, will be therapeutic to to everyone not just me um but you guys too and i'm aware that there are a lot of people listening to this who may have adhd or maybe an adhd coach or have an autistic son or a friend who suffers with quite extreme anxiety but I am going to be talking to people once this lockdown is over. I'll be talking to guests who have used their ADHD, who have used their autism, their dyspraxia, um, dyslexia, depression, anxiety, addiction problems, loads of other things, and turned it into something positive because that is possible. It is possible to turn it into a positive, to focus on the good things. There are some good things, and it is possible to let go of that weight um so yeah we're gonna kick off um social media wise uh if anybody doesn't follow me already and you fancy doing that across all social media uh instagram primarily um you can find me at mep mate e-m-y-p-m-a-t-e mep mate because i'm from essex and uh that's how i talk uh my mum hates it but uh get off my back Julie that's what I'll say about that so uh, yeah let's let's move on so I did so I did put on social media that I wanted to get people involved because I wanted this to be a, a collaborative effort I wanted this to be like a family a team of people who are all the same because you know what you can feel so isolated and feel so different from other people so it'd be nice to have lots more voices on this subject encouraging the conversation around neurodiversity and uh, mental health and it not being all doom and gloom um so I asked a bunch of questions and I asked if anybody had any questions and wanted to get involved and we will get on them a bit later um but I thought the best place to start would be my story this episode is called ADHD and me um and without sounding you know too self-indulgent yeah I do have a story, a story that up until very recently, I found it very difficult to talk about. It was only the last sort of three years that I've really felt like I could open up and speak about this. Um, so my my brain has always felt like a bit of a circus and um, I suffered for many years at the hands of, of my ADHD because, I, I, like I said before, I didn't have that support that I like so desperately needed I went about 28 years of my life having never met another girl or woman with ADHD so you can imagine never meeting someone who you know is like you um but there was always music and there was always writing um 
I really, really, really should say there is a word that I'll be using quite a lot. And for anyone who isn't familiar, the word hyperfocus, we use that quite a lot with um, ADHD or for anyone on the uh, autistic spectrum. Um, quite often, people with ADHD, while we suffer with um, being able to uh, keep our attention and focus on, on any one thing, there is normally one extreme interest which is almost like a bit of an obsession it can be anything from from objects or films or and mine happens to be music and writing that is has always been since I was a tiny child my hyper focus and um I truly believe that it's that that has saved my life um, so what is ADHD? I don't want, it's hard because I don't want to sound too, too condescending. And I know so many of us do know what ADHD is, but when I put that question out there, I'm looking at them now, you might hear paper ruffling, um, because I printed all of these off, all of these answers and responses that I got on Instagram. And just a simple question, um, do you know what ADHD is or what it's about? 30% of people said they had no idea and they know nothing about ADHD, um, which isn't surprising to me. There's a real lack of information and not much conversation surrounding it, especially with adults. So ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. Um, ADHD is a developmental disorder. Um, symptoms include short attention span, distractibility, being forgetful, losing things, anxiety, problems regulating emotions, unable to deal with them emotions, unable to deal with stress, um, fidgeting, hyperactivity, twitching, excessive talking, uh, big one for me, acting without thinking, again, big one for me, no sense of danger, mood swings, um, and the symptoms that often affect, you know, more in adulthood, um, underachieving in jobs and education, dangerous driving, difficulty with relationships and toxic addictive behaviours. Wow, sounds fun, doesn't it? It sounds a lot of fun. But actually what people don't tell you is that having ADHD can make you passionate, can make you funny, uh, strong, risk takers, resilient, believing anything is possible, providing different perspective, um, plenty to love about having ADHD. Um so yeah, my first few years on this planet, I was displaying kind of behavior of a relatively neurotypical child. Uh, no real cause for concern. I hate to say the word normal, but I mean, we throw it around, don't we? Um, yeah, no real cause for concern. I appeared normal. Know that I am doing this with my fingers. You can't see, but I'm, I'm guessing you know what I mean. Um, yeah, I was displaying no real signs of, of ADHD, no cause for concern. Did I always want to be the centre of, of attention? Of course I did, yeah. But that could have been down to just me being a bit of a show-off. Um, nursery and school reports showed that I had no stickability, um, concentration problems. Um, but other than that, I was happy and making progress. We now know, and uh, you know, it's become a real obsession of mine since being diagnosed with ADHD, of, of, of an obsession of knowing how this works. You will never learn everything about how the human brain works, and it absolutely fascinates me. Um, but we do know, and, and, and through studies have shown that the reason why quite often girls and women, their ADHD is undetected or it is um, often goes misdiagnosed because they display symptoms very differently to how to how boys may do. Um, so a lot of girls and women go their whole lives without getting the support they need. Um, 
as the years passed, it became increasingly difficult to mask that behaviour. Uh, I was the queen of putting on a front. I was the queen of pretending I was the happiest, funniest person in the room. I like to think I am the funniest person in the room, but I definitely wasn't the happiest. I was the loneliest person. And I became increasingly aware that my brain worked differently to the people around me. Um, I had zero control over my emotions, acting on impulse a lot of the time. Um, I mean, not thinking about the consequences, which, you know, I can think of a lot of funny stories. I say they're funny. Now they, they feel funny now. But at the time, weren't for, I mean, acting on impulse, I'm talking, drinking muddy puddles through straws, throwing myself off the school balcony, um, eating pain, um, carrying a purple sofa on my back down to my mum's house because I liked the look of it and I'd seen it sitting on the end of someone's driveway and pushed it through my mum's house and left it in her lounge. Again, none of these things went down well in my family home. Of course they didn't. And that's funny now. But at the time, I had no regard for the consequences. Was it funny? Did I want to do it? Yes. Okay, I'll do it. Um, And I found it impossible to sit through lessons that I'd no interest in without walking around, um, chatting to other people and being incredibly loud. Still have a real tough time managing the volume of my voice. Um, My only escape was that hyper-focus for music and writing. Teachers would constantly tell me that I couldn't concentrate. Um, but still to this day, if you, if I, have, I find it hard to do anything that takes a long time, whether that be reading a book, watching a film, long drives, clothes shopping, all of that is an absolute nightmare. It sounds disgusting to me. But if you put me in a room with a notepad and pen and a guitar, I will be occupied for days. Um, So it just shows I was desperate to learn. I wanted to learn and I did have um, a level of attention, but it just wasn't being simulated. Um, There were behavior systems put in place for me at school, um, but I was constantly being punished for poor timekeeping, for missing my homework deadlines, being too loud, for getting the things I needed for lessons. And no matter how hard I tried, nothing changed. I'm actually going to repeat that line again because actually that sums up ADHD to me perfectly even now as an adult. Um, No matter how hard I tried, nothing changed. No matter how much effort I put in. School became really difficult, but life was difficult. Um, Little did I know that, you know, adult life was going to get a lot harder. And as I approached adult life, I began to really resent the people in my life. And I constantly asked myself these questions um, and asked my mum the same questions. And they rattled around in my head for years. And sometimes I still do ask myself these questions. Why do I have to constantly try so hard? Why do I always get everything wrong? And why am I putting in the same effort as everyone else but getting no results? Um, yeah, I asked myself those questions every day and my behaviour was, you know, really beginning to affect the people closest to me. Um, Whether that be binge drinking, outbursts of extreme emotion, breaking things in the family home, self-harm, one-night stands, moving from one toxic relationship to another. Um, Yeah, I I was a complete liability. And by the time I was 20... 
I dropped out of two university courses and I'd worked over 12 jobs. Um, <laughs> another, another particularly funny story. And yes, this is true. Um, I lost one of my jobs. I can't, I don't actually know if I'm allowed to say the name of the place. So how can I, if, okay, the king of all burgers, the king of all burgers, that fast food chain, them kings that sell burgers. I used to work there and I'd worked there for about six weeks and um, I lost my job because I thought it would be funny (laughs) to call in sick and then turn up there and order a Whopper. (laughs) And um, which, you know, again, really, really funny. Was it funny? Yes. Did I want to do it? Yes. Did I think about the consequences? No. Lost my job. Didn't have any money. Mum and dad hated me. But there we go. Again, those impulsive decisions. Um, Definitely a funny story. I'll never forget. Uh, Never, yeah, never keeping a job for longer than a few weeks at a time. I was completely isolated and I hated myself. On numerous occasions, I'd, um, I'd been to the GP who was quick to tell me. Now, this is this is a story I hear about a lot of girls and women who have ADHD, who have been told over the years that it could be their hormones, that it could be anxiety, that it could be depression. Um, I've been misdiagnosed with anxiety, depression, borderline personality disorder, bipolar. Um, I'd sat through numerous group therapy sessions, one-to-one counselling, Trust me, I've tried every antidepressant and antipsychotic drug that exists, but none of it worked. And the reason it didn't work is because I wasn't depressed, because I wasn't hormonal. I knew I wasn't depressed because there wasn't like this big black cloud hanging over my head every day. Most days I loved life. I was obsessed with life, but I couldn't cope with it. I couldn't manage. I was a woman with ADHD. I am a woman with ADHD and I've always known it. And after being on waiting lists for ages and group therapy sessions and um, consultations, I was finally diagnosed with ADHD at the ripe old age of 28. My initial concern about my behaviour and my hormones and my emotions first came to light and first went to my GP about it when I was 15. So that is 13 years of knowing that there was something different about me and not getting the help I needed. And that is the same for so, so many adults, women, boys as well. Um, when you live with ADHD or any other neurodiversity for that matter, it can it can feel impossible to kind of see a light at the end of the tunnel, but there really, there is. The, uh, years of being called careless and reckless unstable and lazy and everyone was telling me that I was doing things wrong it it has left me I can't even say had or did because I still suffer with incredibly low self-esteem um and it's easy to see why nobody told me that my ADHD could be a gift and it is it really is there are there was a time in my life where I never I never believed that I would ever live any kind of life of stability Um, having my own family, um, a long-term partner, a job I loved seemed completely out of the question, but it was because I wasn't my, it was because no one was helping me and no one was helping me. I needed help. Um, 
it's been the hardest, longest journey, but I am beginning to really fall in love with the brain that I've got. Um, and now I get to do so many jobs that I love. I get to perform regularly, speak about my ADHD, which is, you know, therapeutic for me. And knowing I'm helping other people, it gives me that purpose. I'm keeping my my overactive brain busy so i'm ne- i'm not giving myself reasons to get low i'm keeping myself busy and um yeah if you're struggling with adhd right now or your mental health or anything i really do salute you because it's not easy um but it's 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 manageable and it's the only way it's manageable is by reaching out by talking to find other people like you and i'm really hoping that this podcast will have elements of that um i don't know how long i've been talking for sorry i'm having a bit of my drink Mm. um and it feels like i've been talking for quite a while and i don't want this podcast to be too long and the reason i don't want it to be too long is because if you're anything like me, I am aware that I've got a lot of people who may have ADHD or, or um, autism or whatever listening to this podcast. And I am no good with listening to anything that it won't hold my attention if it goes on. About 30 minutes is my max. So I, I definitely didn't want it to be too long. Um, I'm going to answer a few of these questions each week. So if you are one of those people who wrote a question or said something to me, um, we will get through those Um uh, and I'm probably going to be recording one of these podcasts every couple of weeks. Um, so yeah, I said, have one of the questions I asked was, have you ever encountered or heard anyone say that ADHD is a made up condition? Um, 40% of the people that got back to me said, yes, they have heard that. I mean, it's mind blowing, isn't it? But, um, sadly it does come, I think, because of a real lack of conversation about it and, and, a lack of education um people yes yes i've heard that um lots of i'm flicking through some of these someone heard someone say it's about people who can't handle their children um someone else here has said um yes i have heard it um it really upset me because i have a child with adhd and my they say my child is naughty and nothing else the thing that's frustrating about that is because when we was reading out those symptoms earlier, if you don't know anything about ADHD and you're only hearing that, then so much of what we know to be the truth, you you focus on the hyperactivity, you focus on the being loud, the excessive talking, but we're not thinking about the anxiety, the forgetting things, the losing things, the short attention span, distractibility mood swings no sense of danger um twitching ticks all of these things come into play hyperactivity and bad behavior so many people with adhd aren't badly behaved it's it's ridiculous thing to say and it's such a tiny tiny part of a very very multicolored condition and it does my head in but i'm hoping that you know talking about these things will will break down some of those negative viewpoints. I'm going to say a little story quickly before I round this up, and this is true. Um, A lot of the work I do outside of all of this stuff is I work with children, and I absolutely love the work I do with children. And um, this one particular time, we were doing a workshop 
Um, and we had a boy there who was very clearly um, had ADHD and we'd been informed that he had ADHD. And for anyone who doesn't know about how like the medication side of things work, um, you can there are different medications you can try, different medications I've personally tried. Some of them are slow-release tablets, so um, throughout the day you'll feel the effect of the medication uh, you know, taking the edge off. Or they can be cut more instant. So we had this boy and he was uh, young, eight, nine years old. Maybe a bit older than that. Not too sure. But anyway, he was um, becoming more and more anxious. He was um, very fidgety, really talking a lot. And as the hours passed, he was starting to sweat with, with anxiety. And that chaos was kind of taking over his body. Um, and we was told that his mum was going to bring up his medication at midday. And, um, yeah, and I think it was like, I don't know, coming up to that time. Anyway, mum brought the medication down. He took the medication. And over the space of a few hours, we saw that anxiety, that chaos, that weight just slowly being lifted. And it really did just kind of, I felt relief for him. And um, there was another adult who cannot be named <laughs> for obvious reasons. Um, and I said to him, it's amazing, isn't it, how that... Um, how it works um because you know i feel so good for i feel happy for him now because i can see that he's feeling more relaxed and more himself and this person responded to me who is an adult and said to me um well of course he feels better because his mum and dad have told him he's going to feel better if he takes it i truly believe it's all in his head i don't think that this is real um and it that really upset me to hear that I was speechless, but um, I'm not alone in that. I mean, man, I got over I got over twenty responses of people saying that they had heard that before, um, which is upsetting. Um, but this is why these things are positive. This is why encouraging the conversation surrounding this will only do good. Um, but yeah, I think. That's everything I wanted to talk about. Episode one, ADHD and me. We're going to have loads of these episodes covering everything. I've got a lineup of guests who are who are due to come on once all of this is over. But I really, really, really want to speak to people who have turned their autism, their ADHD, dyspraxia, dyslexia, depression, anxiety, um, BPD, addiction, anything, and created something incredible off the back of that or maybe they're just an amazing person do you know someone like that if do if you do um go over to go over to instagram or, or facebook follow me at mep mate and just drop in the messages and let me know because i would love to talk to more people um as i said at the beginning um i am a spoken word artist and i'm going to leave you with a spoken word piece called volume control um, I wrote this piece about a very, a really monumental, important um, therapy session that I had during my process of getting diagnosed for ADHD. And um, it has become a really, really important part of my life. If you look about online, you should find it. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll have plenty more um, <clears throat> guests, more chat. And next week, do do next week when I'm not doing this weekly. I don't know how to every two weeks. I think I'm doing this. We'll see how it goes. But keep an eye out for the next episode because I'm going to be answering loads and loads of questions that you have sent in. I'm going to be discussing 
and looking at different tips, tips for being on lockdown while you may suffer with depression or anxiety, um, ways to cope during this time. And hopefully I'll get some ideas off of you guys and this will be a collective experience. We'll we'll share ideas, we'll, we'll gather up a toolbox of ideas to help us get through this difficult time together. So there will be lockdown tips next week as well as answering lots of questions. Um, that's all from me, MEP. Um, you've been listening to Ain't Broke, Don't Fix Me. And this is Volume Control. Imagine if you will volume control. You know the twisty knob on a stereo or a car radio. Now imagine that's at 100 and it keeps spinning round and no matter how much you want it to, it won't turn down. Now imagine that cacophony in the caverns of your head Cause it's only getting louder when I try and go to bed It's every wire of my brain being caught on a sound It's the lights, it's the chaos of a merry-go-round Cause I'm tuned into higher things, distracted by higher things I grow wings, my soul sings, distracted by higher things It's the adrenaline waiting for a beat to drop It makes me sick to my stomach but I don't want it to stop it's Adderall and Ritalin, Metadate and Focalin, Citralopan, Diazepam, Prozac and Quetiapine. I'm thankful for the relief, though it's brief, and then I miss me. I miss the me I used to be, I ain't broke, so don't fix me. 28 years for them to give me a label. Took 28 years for them to call me unstable, but just because you want to give something a name, essentially it's irrelevant, I'm exactly the same. As I was before your pills and all the heartbreak and the pain Before every single memory made a home in my brain Underneath all this bedlam is a heart of gold So is it my fault my brain don't want to do what it's told? I wasn't brave enough before to do it on my Jack Jones I wasn't brave enough before to sit in my glass house throwing big stones But the pain and the hunger and the passions deep rooted Growing flowers in my chest bones I'm growing flowers in my chest bones Cause I want to change the world and I'm mad enough to think I could I lost my mind a thousand times, screwed up enough to know I would So should I shut my mouth, don't ever think I should My words, they give me purpose like being loved or motherhood And I could blame that on anxiety Or I could blame it on my ADHD But my hyper-focus and creativity You can't take that away from me And I could blame it on society But I know my brain is down to me my hyper-focus and creativity will take me places that you'll never reach and you can't take that away from me.